You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From the Dexcom G6 Studios, always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Be sure to visit D-E-X-C-O-M, Dexcom. Thanks for tuning in to tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, April 22nd, 2022, our 27th year on the air. I am Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. That's 42222. Wow. Yeah, that won't happen again for a while. Another 100 years. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So how are things? Good. Okay. Well, before we get to Rod in Idaho and many other listeners with... Questions and comments and help for other listeners and all that cool stuff. we got some tech news and commentary to share with you. Certainly by now you've heard about Netflix, the world's largest streaming service. They saw a pretty hefty dip in subscribers all across the world for the first time since October 2011. At the end of the first quarter, the company reported 221.6 million global subscribers, but that's a loss of about 200,000, and a miss of the projected 2.5 million net ads that they were looking for. The streaming leader says they will introduce a cheaper advertising-supported options for subscribers in the next couple of years, and will start to crack down on people sharing their passwords. How are they going to do that? They're going to send people to your house to check. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, anyway, they're also claiming to curb their spending on new films and TV shows in response to the many customer losses. See, they were making money when Reed Hastings used to be on our show regularly. But then he got all big and uppity and snooty and didn't need to be on our show anymore because they were just growing gangbusters. Well, now they're losing gangbusters. Watch him try to come on the show again. We're going to go, Who? Read who? Same thing happened with the the CEO of uh, iRobot. When the Roomba yeah. first came out, we had him on all the time. That's true. And since then, eh, no response. Into like, who? Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine because you know what? Guess what? There's so many other companies, including streaming companies. And while Netflix is still at the moment the largest, others are gaining on them. You know, Hulu, for example, among others. So we shall see what happens. But it's funny because in the same breath where they talk about losing uh, 200,000 subscribers, they want to go after the subscribers that happen to share their passwords. Well, that's great. So lose some more subscribers, why don't you? Mm -hmm. That's going to work real well for them, isn't it? Maybe Elon should buy them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, first let him get Twitter, and then he can talk about buying Netflix, because now that he'll own Twitter. Yeah, and now speaking of, uh, Elon Musk is plotting to spend up to $15 billion of his own cash to take Twitter private. More money. And is apparently ready to launch a second takeover bid. 
The billionaire, who is Twitter's second biggest shareholder with a 9.1% stake, has tapped Morgan Stanley to raise $10 billion in debt and, according to the New York Post, will make his offer in the next week. The Tesla chief, currently the world's richest man with $273 billion, is also looking to borrow against his existing 9% in the company which would mean several billion dollars more to make his bid. Well, why would somebody who's the richest man in the world need to borrow money? Because he doesn't know, have that much cash laying yeah, around. I've heard him refer to himself as cash poor. Oh, gee. I can't so. see the word poor <laughs> in the same sentence as Elon Musk, but I get it. You yeah. know, it's it's all about logistics and stuff. But uh, Musk seems to already be working on how to improve Twitter's performance. He tweeted, A social media platform's policies are good if the most extreme 10% on left and right are equally unhappy. I like that. (laughs) I mean, that that makes sense. Instead of just banning people and knocking them off the platform or shadow banning them like Facebook and Instagram does, then you know what? Just let people be upset with other posts. You can unfollow them unfriend them what you don't like it it's not a big deal but stop the censorship and stop knocking people off various anti-social media platforms because look what that's done for them nothing well that's why i'm not on really any of them because that way i can't get knocked off is that really the reason and why i don't post on facebook one of the the one well the one that i am on you're only on facebook yeah, I mean, I have a TikTok account, but it's just because I stalk people and I scroll through the videos. But <laughs> You never post ne- anything. Never have, nor will I ever post anything. Good heavens. Well, I try to post stuff to make people laugh. Once in a while, I'll like somebody else's post or make some sort of comment about, about you know, a political issue. Oh, dare I do that? But mostly, it's fun stuff, and people tell me they enjoy my hmm thoughts. Kind of like we do in the tech newsletter every week. But I do them on anti-social media. So if you want to follow and see if you like my thoughts, feel free. And again, if you mention Into Tomorrow, I'll follow you back. It's really that easy. And you can follow me on all that anti-social media nonsense. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, whatever. All of them. At Dave Graveline. Like one word. One name. Put together. Like share. (laughs) Yeah, we'll go with that. Now, speaking of Netflix, as you were moments ago, and I was too, uh, Russian users of Netflix have launched a class action lawsuit against the streaming giant for leaving the Russian market, demanding 60 million rubles, that's about 726,000 U.S. dollars, in compensation. Netflix, which has only about a million subscribers in Russia, suspended its service, as did a lot of other companies. In March, and has halted the development and acquisition of all Russian-made or commissioned TV shows and films, obviously because of their invasion of Ukraine. So that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of Russian users who want something. They can't get any social media stuff because they've banned all of that in fear that they'll know the truth. So instead, they want to watch Netflix, watch some movies and shows that have nothing to do with the war. <laughs> and Netflix says, see ya. Well, they just need to get a VPN, and they can yeah, get around that. That's true. They could. And we'll see how that works. Rod in Idaho listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast, brought to you, by the way, by Blueberry. And we love you for it. Participating with the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Rod. Hello, Dave, Chris, and Cameron. How are the Yamaha MusicCast system 
and the Marantz Heos system similar, and how are they different? Which ones do you think would be used to use? Ah, good questions. We love the questions from our audience because it helps others understand some of this tech as well. Well, Rod, both are wireless music systems. Specifically, both allow their devices to speak to each other wirelessly. The general idea, of course, is to be able to have wireless speakers connected to some common source. They're both proprietary, so the main difference is what brand they will work with. In other words, if you opt for Yamaha's system, you won't be able to connect a B&O speaker, for example, to it, or a Bose speaker, or a Toshiba subwoofer, or anything else for that matter. Yeah, other than that, both systems are comparable, and the wireless feature mainly is a plus that allows you to easily place a speaker anywhere you want. Uh, the sound quality won't be noticeably different because of the wireless feature, but it might be different from speaker to speaker. Uh, now, one thing that the Morant system has going for it is that it's explicitly compatible with AirPlay, Google Assistant, and Alexa. Yamaha only lists Google Assistant and Alexa, uh, although I've uh, you actually have a Yamaha MusicCast system, and I've mm-hmm. connected AirPlay to it, so I think yeah. it does AirPlay as well. It does. Um, but So you may have... Uh, an edge with the Morant system if you have an Apple product. Now, having said that, the hardware here should matter more, and it's likely to outlast your current smartphones and laptops anyway. Yeah, very true. In fact, that's the case in, in our hi-fi, if you will, systems. Tend to be around a lot longer. You don't have to upgrade them as much. But great question, Rod. Let us know what you end up with, because it will help other listeners as well. And I hope we have been of some assistance. Meantime, visit us at intotomorrow.com. Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. That's 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline, now in our 27th year on the air, bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech. That, of course, includes products and services, gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. And we invite you to participate on the program, not just because you win stuff when you're heard on the air, but because you make the show. Your questions, comments, your help for other listeners, your tech rage, whatever the case, is really what makes the show. And it's so easy to participate. One of three main ways these days, yes, including picking up the phone and dialing 800 899 into that's 800-899-4686 anytime 24/7 at your convenience or you can use the free into tomorrow app and mash that little button that says message 
to studio or message the studio, I think. I haven't been on our app in a while. Shame on me. Or an easy way that folks are taking advantage of these days as well is visit our website on any device with a microphone and a browser. So your computer, your laptop, your desktop, your smartphone, your tablet, visit intotomorrow.com. And on the lower right, you'll see a little red microphone. It says, Ask Dave. And you can do that at that point. Either way, join us anytime on Into Tomorrow. Our next guest is a manufacturer of an FDA-approved medical device called Cervella for non-drug treatment of anxiety and insomnia. We found it fascinating, so we thought, let's invite the president and CEO of Innovative Neurological Devices, Bart Vaswavik, to join us on the program. Bart, I hope I got your last name right. Welcome into tomorrow. You got it perfectly. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. Tell me a little bit about the company first, Innovative Neurological Devices, and then let's get into the product itself. Yeah, we are a new company, startup, you might call it. Uh, We were established in 2018 and received our FDA uh, clearance or approval for the Cervella medical device in 2019. As you mentioned, it is a a medical device um, aimed at solving anxiety and insomnia problems. Now, is, are they one and the same, you find, typically? Uh, folks that have anxiety issues also seem to have insomnia problems. Um, I know that I have trouble falling asleep sometimes, but I don't think it's anxiety. Maybe it is. Uh, so I'm wondering, how do the two relate? Yes, that's a very good question. So um, if uh, the anxiety um, is uh, neurological uh, in nature. So in other words, you, you, um, you, you, the insomnia then um, matches with the anxiety. So uh, for instance, let's just say that you had a pain, back pain. Well, that's not neurological in nature. That is a, that is a problem with, uh, you know, say arthritis or something like that. So you wouldn't be able to sleep. Um, uh, but if the problem uh, is related to have, you know, being anxious, then of course, uh, very often you will not be able to sleep and therefore you will have uh, comorbid insomnia. Oh, wow. Okay. That makes sense by all means. Um, tell me then a little bit about the device itself. Uh, how did you come about deciding uh, to create such a thing? Actually, it's a, it's a personal story, if you will. Um, my um, oldest uh, uh, son has been several years ago um, diagnosed with uh, anxiety disorder. And mm-hmm. uh, the typical the first line treatment for those disorder is to be put on antidepressants. Oh. And uh, unfortunately, in his case, the antidepressants, um, A, were not working very well, and B, were, um, were causing a lot of side effects. Um, to the point where the, uh, my son actually withdrew from school and it was really not going very well. So I naturally, as a, as a father, as a parent, tried to look for, um, you know, some alternatives. And there are some alternatives uh, like cognitive-based therapies, uh, so, uh, but also look for other non-drug drug options and come to find out that there are classes of uh, neurological devices called uh, cranial electrotherapy stimulators, CES for short, that transmit a very small amount of electricity to patients' brain. And over many years of study, they've been found to be successful in uh, treating the uh, anxiety and, of course, uh, insomnia also if the patient suffers from that also. Wow. So I ordered uh, my son uh, this device, and lo and behold, uh, it was working. Uh, it was working very well. 
And uh, slowly but surely, my son has uh, kind of reintegrated himself back into the society. But um, that, uh, the other devices, um, you know, in, the device works by transmitting electricity across the brain. So you have to have electrodes placed across the brains, typically on the skull or earlobes or the mastoid, which is the area right behind the ears. And in, in the case of my son, he used a device that used there was, the electrodes were clipped to his earlobes. And um, he basically told me is that it's not very comfortable. And more importantly, he noticed that a lot of the anxiety occurred at school or some public settings. And he said, well, there's no way I am going to be saw in public with, a, you know, with a device attached to my dang- with electrodes dangling off my forehead or, or the earlobes. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he said, I'm going to look like a Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, so basically that that gave me the the, the light bulb in my head in, and went on working on a device that has the electrodes integrated in the cushions of headphones so basically the patient uh, looks like he or she is wearing headphones but in in fact uh, the patient is getting a medical treatment oh terrific well that see that's something that a, a good father would say i got to solve this problem because clearly uh, it the device is helping him but not having to wear it and especially in a social environment so that's really cool want to remind our radio audience that they've got to come see the video so we're showing you what we're talking about at intotomorrow.com as bart is discussing this so uh, apparently that's the reason why you decided to go with headphones for your uh, Savella device? Well, for a couple of reasons. One is, uh, you know, a lot of the anxiety patients obviously are very self-conscious. So through yeah. the patient study, we, we, we uh, were told it's like uh, to, that, that patients told us that they don't want to be perceived um, as receiving a treatment. Unfortunately, the anxiety still ha- carries some stigma, you know. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but it, it, it is that way. So patients uh, wanted to basically um, be indistinguishable from everybody else. So that was the reason for the headphones. And the second thing is, in order for the treatment to be effective, patients really need to use uh, the device daily, at least initially. And to get the compliance of the patients, you really want to make a device that can integrate into the patient's life. And we thought with everybody using headphones nowadays, that's made it more natural uh, because people because those headphones are not just... Uh, Dummy-looking headphones are fully functioning Bluetooth noise-canceling headphones, so people can listen to music. Um, and in fact, the noise canceling is part of the treatment because uh, when you have an anxiety attack, you want to um, kind of eliminate external external stimuli. Oh. So basically, put yourself in a quiet environment so that you can kind of rebase yourself. And that's way, where the noise canceling also comes during the treatment. So how soon, typically, Bart, can the patient begin to feel better if they're starting to use a Cervella device and, and you know, getting in the habit of taking advantage of it? Is there a time frame that most people uh, start to say, well, this is really working? Typically, uh, we uh, see that initial um, res- response, meaning that the patient will actually figure out whether the, the, he, he or she is a respondent to this device, will occur within a two to four week period. And that's why, uh, you know, one of the reasons we give people 30-day trial period is because within the 30 days, the patient should be definitely able to figure out whether the device essentially is working for for the patient. Okay, good. Now, does this require a prescription? Uh, Is this something that somebody can order otherwise? We've got to work with the doctor for it. Uh, Tell me about that procedure. Yes. uh, In the United States, uh, the FDA requires that the patient uh, obtains a prescription or uh, device authorization from a licensed healthcare provider. Uh, 
uh, the patient can go to her um, doctor um, or nurse practitioner and um, provider that is um, you know, able to write a prescription. We also offer uh, through our independent uh, license provider, we just started that recently, an ability for patient to obtain the uh, authorization at no cost. Oh, that's, well, that's very helpful. So maybe if they know they have an issue or someone in your family has the issue uh, and you don't have the opportunity to get to the doctor or your primary says, I'm not familiar with this or don't know, then apparently we can visit your site and you can kind of help us uh, through that process. That's right. Through, through, the, um, through the website, we um, contracted with a licensed provider that is uh, allowed to screen the patient and then provide, uh, if the patient qualifies, to provide them uh, the authorization that, that then allows us to legally sell the device to the patient. Oh, terrific. We're chatting with the president and CEO of Innovative Neurological Devices, Bart Vasavic. And their website is cervella.us, C-E-R-V-E-L-L-A dot U-S. There's much more to come. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned as we continue our discussion with him when Into Tomorrow continues. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses, such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at Thank you for tuning in to Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the president and CEO of Innovative Neurological Devices, Bart Vasavic. Now, I assume that this is something that one would wear in order to help fall asleep. Do they wear it at night, for example, if it's an insomnia issue as well? It sort of depends from patient to patient. Some patients feel um, very sleepy and relaxed after the treatment. Uh, And for those patients... In fact, some people use it at the onset of anxiety to do so, to sort of bring the immediately the anxiety level down within a few minutes, uh, and, and then they feel relaxed. And for those patients, we recommend that yeah, if they want if they have trouble falling asleep, that they can use that um, the treatment uh, before bedtime. The treatment, by the way, is thirty minutes long, so uh, they would use that uh, prior to bedtime. Some people, on the other hand feel quite energized, like they just drank a cup of coffee. And for those patients, we obviously uh, recommend that they do it maybe earlier, like at midday or so, so that they don't have uh, trouble falling asleep. It is There is a little bit of experimentation involved. So initially, at least, we recommend that patients use it midday, and then they figure out how they respond to it immediately post-treatment 
and then they will, they can adjust. Gotcha. And, and it does make sense that everybody is different, so you may react differently. Uh, perhaps you have more anxiety issues than you do insomnia or vice versa. And that's where, of course, you need to, to work with it. How does it compare? I'm, I'm kind of hearing my audience in my head uh, to drug-based therapies then. If, if folks are on various medications currently and want to consider uh, a device such as this. So obviously this device needs to be um, used in, in consultation with a provider, with a doctor, especially if the patient is already on antidepressants or some, on some sort of drugs. Um, the good news is that um, unlike incorporating a uh, new drug into already existing drug, you have to consider the, uh, you know, the contraindications and also the uh, adverse events or how this, this new drug is going to uh, react to the old drug. Yeah. With this device, patients, uh, because it works completely different, it's not a chemical reaction, patients can use this device in conjunction uh, with drugs. So, for instance, an uh, example of use of the patient that's on drugs would be a patient is using um, the, the drug, but the drug maybe is not effective anymore or, or it's losing its efficacy over time. We, okay. see, we, we see and hear it all the time. And then the patient can try to supplement um, the treatment with, with device like Cervella. Mm, and uh, or maybe the patient wants to get off the drug because the side effects are you know mm, you know severe or significant, and then they can work with the provider to start using the device and maybe slowly work the drug off. Got you. So for those listening or or watching this video and saying, well, so you're not telling someone stop your medication and just go with this device. That's not the happening. That's not the case. Uh, but again, the importance of working with your physician to be able to determine if you're going to be able to wean off uh, some medication, some drug therapy and see how this works. It, it, that also makes sense. I'm wondering why isn't this type of device maybe used as the first line treatment or do you expect that at some point it will be uh unless big pharma gets in the way again uh to be able to say rather than drug someone let's try this first yes a very good question and we ask that question ourselves um i will uh, preface this by saying that outside of united states Devices like that are used uh, as a first-line treatments. And in Europe and Asia, these devices are sold often at, at pharmacy. So wow. um, just like uh, blood pressure monitors in the United States, you can walk to a pharmacy and obtain one of those devices. Sure. In the U.S., I think historically, um, you know, pharmacological treatments were often considered and still are considered first-line treatment for pretty much everything. So, And people are not naturally thinking, oh, should I look at the medical device to treat a treatment? Uh, to treat a condition. Um, but I think the combination of the fact that some historical aspects and also the fact that the marketing budgets and just simply the size of the companies like ourselves are just minuscule in comparison to what uh, the pharmacological companies are. We just don't have the, the marketing budget and an outreach that is needed to, to sure. promote a device like that. And, and that's, I think, Bart, the sad story. You're very hitting the nail on the head, very accurate there, because in many cases, especially what we're talking about here, it seems to me that a medical device uh, is a far better option than just saying, oh, give them drugs. You know, it's just, you know, make them mellow out. It's a more antidepressants, please. You know, that kind of thing it doesn't necessarily mean that's the answer. Again, big pharma would argue. Uh, but the point is, uh, we should look into these devices, talk to your doctors, 
about what's available on the market for any condition that you may have before just saying, let's solve it with a pill. Uh, and I mean, that's my opinion, but I think it's probably a very valid one at this point. What does Cervella cost? So the uh, Cervella costs uh, 600, approximately $600, depending on if we have any promotions going on. Um, and um, that's a pretty much a one-time purchase. There are no really um, additional maintenance required items other than periodical gel replacements that is required because a patient needs to use a little bit of conductive gel on the electrodes um, and then periodically annually replace the ear cushions, which they are the electrodes uh, because they they would wear out over time. Got you. So no uh, subscription fees or anything of that nature, uh, no monthly fees in order to use such a thing, uh, but figure around $600. But if it's going to solve an anxiety and insomnia problem, I'm sure it's worth every penny. And and the uh, important aspect that I want to stress out, if it doesn't work, we will take it back because we understand that uh, just like drugs are not effective for everybody, this device will not work for everybody. So we do give the 30... Um, 30-day evaluation period. If it doesn't work, send it back. Um, yeah. So, and, and unlike the drugs also, I would say that you can stop it immediately and don't have to um, wean yourself off like uh, with the drugs. If it doesn't work, just stop using it and, um, and you know, send it back to us. Well, Bart, kudos to you guys. It sounds like uh, you're doing all the right things, and and I, I very much like the fact that folks can send it back if it doesn't work for them. Again, everyone's different. Uh, so maybe it works for some people, and maybe it doesn't for others. Do you find that some folks are able to use the same device for others in the family? Again, we're prefacing with uh, you know physician advice or that sort of thing, but can one device be shared? Uh- Certainly, um, the device can be shared. There's nothing in the software uh, or, or with the device that prohibits it by sharing it. Um, of course, uh, you know, in a clinical setting, we, we have to worry about cross-contamination from yeah. patient to patient because the device touches the patient. Um, but if it's a family situation, then typically people don't worry about that kind of a thing. Yeah, very true. President and CEO of Innovative Neurological Devices, and it certainly sounds just like that's the case. Bart, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. So we'll stay on track and stay in touch. Let us know how things continue to progress, and we hope it helps more and more people every day. Thank you very much for having me on the show. It's our pleasure. Bart Vaswavik is the president and CEO of Innovative Neurological Devices. Again, visit them at cervella.us. We'll get you there. Stop by intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline, bringing you further into tomorrow. Stay tuned. Much more to come right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Now you have a tech question? Call us anytime. 1-800-899-INTO. 1-800-899-4686. Call in. Win stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Cameron. 
Did I mention he hates when we play that because he's 10 now? Yeah, that was like half his life ago. I know, (laughs) less or more than half his life ago. But, hey, he's still part of the show. I mean, even caller Rod last segment or a couple of segments ago was saying, Hi, Dave, Chris, and Cameron, because he addresses answers for listener questions as well. Mm -hmm. And as he encourages you to call in and win stuff. Don't forget to drink your water. Because we're always full of good tips, including check your spam filters and back up your important data. But with this week's Into Tomorrow wellness tip, brought to you by Human Touch, here's Victoria Ladock. Thanks, Dave. We've all heard about the importance of drinking water, but how does it really benefit your body? Here are just a few ways. Water helps maintain your bodily fluids that aid in digestion, circulation, and the transportation of nutrients. Water also energizes muscles, which is why drinking fluids when exercising is so important. Your kidneys aid in cleansing your body of toxins and having adequate hydration is key to keeping them functioning well. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Victoria. We appreciate that. Always great wellness tips from Victoria. The Into Tomorrow wellness tip is brought to you by Human Touch for wellness every day. Be sure to visit humantouch.com and rejuvenate your mind and body. Another good way to rejuvenate your mind is to listen to the free Into Tomorrow podcast if you don't subscribe already. And how does one do that? With your favorite podcast service. There you go. Because we're on all of them. You know, me in particular, I use Amazon Music and I'm subscribed, so I get my little alert every time there's a new episode out there. I certainly hope you do. And that you listen. Sometimes. Having done the show, yeah, if you're like me, it's like a spot check to make sure it's there. I hear the show in my sleep. You've lived it. Yeah. Okay. Jump aboard the time machine. You got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. Here's Chris. Commonly known around here as Twith. Well, not Chris, but This Week in Tech History is Twith. Right. Yeah. This week in 1879, electric arc lights were used for the first time in Cleveland, Ohio. These lights were actually very dangerous as they produced harmful UV rays, carbon monoxide, and were a major fire hazard. In fact, many theaters that used them burned down or as, a, as a result of excessive heat or sparks from the lights. Cool. No, not so cool. I mean, gosh. Also, the exposed lamp could easily burn or electrocute technicians. They were eventually replaced by mercury vapor, sodium, and fluorescent lights. Here I come to save the day. See, that would be the... Uh Fluorescent lights and other stuff. In 1961 this week, Robert Noyce received a patent for an integrated circuit, or microchip, that he developed alongside Jack Kilby. Seven years later, Noyce would team up with Gordon Moore to form a company called NM Electronics, ultimately becoming Intel. In 1964 this week, TV sets would be drastically different after a ruling by the FCC stated that all TV receivers must be equipped to receive both VHS, or very high-frequency channels, those were the channels 2 through 13, and the new ultra-high-frequency, or UHF channels, 14 to 83. As a result, TV dealers scrambled to unload their VHF-only models as fast as possible. Antenna manufacturers were kept busy, too, as the new UHF receivers also required new antennas. Of course. In 1978, the very first unsolicited bulk commercial email was sent by a digital equipment corporation marketing executive to every ARPANET address on the west coast of the U.S. You've got mail. That's pretty much what it said, uh, to promote their mainframe computer system. The reaction to the message was not surprisingly negative. Unsolicited email was first referred to as spam in 1993, and today over 14.5 billion spam messages are sent out every day. (laughs) 
That's a lot of spam. Yeah. Wow. And this week in 1981, Xerox introduced the Star Workstation, officially named Xerox 8010 Information System. It was the first commercial system to integrate several technologies that eventually became standard on personal computers. These technologies included a two-button mouse, Ethernet networking, file and print servers, and email. These workstations were just one part of the larger Xerox information system with a starting price of over $16,000, equivalent to over $45,000 today. Thank you. Goodbye. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. For more information, visit ifa-berlin.com. And we will be visiting them again this year in person. Tech is back, among other things. At IFA in Berlin in September. Join us, won't you? You're looking to escape, and you don't have to wear a mask on a plane anymore, thank God. Unless something has changed again since the time we did the show here. Right. Anywho, let's how about another call. Matthew in Hartsdale, New York, listens online and at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Matthew. Hi, Dave. Hi, Chris. My question has to do with my iMac computer. I've had the computer since 2009. It had a lot of memory, and uh, it was great, served me very well for the past uh, 12 years. Uh, But I noticed most recently that I'm getting the rainbow spinning wheel when I try to open an application, and I can't go further than the desktop. Hmm. Would you be able to help me find out why this is happening? Well, Matthew, 12 years might as well be a century in computer years. Just about anything can be wrong with that Mac at this point. Uh, 2009 was the first year for the unibody iMacs. Yeah, if your software is not running, it might be because of anything from hardware issues like faulty RAM or even a faulty hard drive or processor, uh, all the way to software. You may be trying to run something more modern and demanding than a 12-year-old computer can handle, or some file may have been corrupted and may need to be reinstalled. You can try to run a permissions repair job and disk utility, but don't get your hopes up. Uh, Age eventually gets everything and everyone, and your computer may just be at the end of its life. Unfortunately, we have to face those kind of things, and especially in tech, because things just go out of proper working status and... Being able to help you be productive, unfortunately, way too fast as it relates to tech. So I wish we had better luck there for you, Matthew, but at least try what Chris suggested. Our show notes are at intotomorrow.com. Just look for the weekend of April 22nd, 2022, and your call and our answer at intotomorrow.com. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888-856-8066 and we'll rush your order. Discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy at one 888 856-8066 for as little as $119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 888-856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again, 888-856-8066.
And into tomorrow, tech tidbit for you to start this segment. How about, did you know Google.com is the most popular website on all of the Internet? Visitors spend an average of 15 minutes and 13 seconds per day searching at Google. Okay. We're a very inquisitive race we are. We are very inquisitive, are we not? <laughs> yes. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. With their advanced podcast hosting plans, you also get a free WordPress site to grow your podcast so you too can be a star. Cool. Go to blubrry.com and start your free trial. That's Blueberry without the E's. Yes. Yeah, very fine. And right after this email, we're going to share with you what our current prizes are when you call in and participate, when we hear you on the air. But in the meantime, Larry in Apex, North Carolina, listens on AM680 WPTF, sends the following email. By the way, Larry, we'd love to hear you next time. But thank you for remembering to tell us where you are and how you hear the show. So that's good. Larry asks, is it worth trying to replace Windows with Linux on older PCs and laptops that are slowly grinding to a halt? We have one desktop and two laptops in our house that are getting old and processing slower and slower with each Windows update. Do you recommend switching to Linux? And if so, which flavor? Red Hat, Ubuntu, or is it not worth doing? Well, Larry, it really depends on what you want to do. The first thing you should accept is that Linux is not Windows, and you'll need to get used to a new operating system. New software, new ways of talking about certain tasks and components, if you will. You may or may not be satisfied if you switch to Linux. But if most of what you do is online, or you're willing to learn how to use a new operating system and new software to do what you've been used to doing with Windows, then it could definitely work. Yeah, there are much lighter weight Linux distributions out there than modern versions of Windows, and Linux can be made to run successfully on older hardware. If you're trying Linux, a Debian-based distribution is a good starting point. Ubuntu is extremely popular and very good. Mint is based on Ubuntu and very well liked. Debian itself is very good. Uh, Debian sticks to a slower release schedule in an effort to release truly stable versions, which is welcome. Uh, Steer clear of uh, CentOS. It used to be powerful and popular, but it's been discontinued. But I love what you're trying to do, Larry. So let us know if it works for you. Maybe do one of the machines, the oldest one first. And see if it's something you can deal with. And if not, you still have an older Windows machine you can do other stuff with. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Now, listen, here's an important point. Other than check your spam filters and back up your important data, if you would like any of the following prizes that we're about to mention, no promises, no guarantees, but tell us when you call in. For example... We've got uh, from Human Touch, we still got a few of those Reflex 5S foot and calf massagers. Very popular and highly requested. From Sensation, Performer Deluxe All-in-One Party Karaoke System. From Elago, Protective Silicone Cases for Apple TV and Apple TV Siri Remote. Skosh sent us a few PowerVolt USB-C mini fast chargers to share with you. And we've got some more of those Into Tomorrow branded emergency seatbelt cutters and window breakers from Cut and Go. And Bluetooth audio sunglasses from WGP glasses. Quickly, what three ways can they use to participate? You can call 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. You can use the free Into Tomorrow app as a message to studio button, or you can do a very similar thing on our site by clicking that Ask Dave microphone on anything with a browser and a microphone at intotomorrow.com. 